Hey, this is TJ and I'm the lead pastor here at Revamp Church. Thanks for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you and helps you experience life change through Jesus. For more sermons like this, resources or opportunities to get connected, visit us at Revamp Church PTA on Facebook or Instagram. Beloved of God, we thank the Lord for this day. We thank the Lord for His mercy and for His grace. We thank the Lord for enabling us and for empowering us. We look at the vastness of the world and we are grateful to God for His majesty. We are grateful to God for His power. We are grateful to God for His magnificence. When you look around, you realize that without God, you can do nothing. And without God, you can be nothing. That we are who we are because God is with us and we are nothing when he removes himself from us. It is by his grace that we are enabled. It is by his grace that we are empowered. It is by his grace that we are charged with this great commission to share in the good news. It is because of the grace of God that we are found privileged to declare the good news to the world. We are not doing God a favor. We are not doing heaven a favor. But we are favored to bear the good news to the world. We are favored to speak the good news to the world, we are favored to declare the gospel to the nations. We are favored because it is all by God's doing and it is all because by God's grace. Today, I would like to speak on a teaching that I've titled Transformed for Impact under the theme uh, Making a Difference and our focus scripture will be Basalim chapter 1 I would like to raise that being blessed it is not something we go to God on our knees begging him to extend a word of blessing. Being blessed it is not something we earn. Being blessed 
It is not something that we do so that we can receive. Being blessed is not a position of being right with God. Being blessed, it is an original position of man. Being blessed, it is the original state that God had founded a man. Being blessed, it was the intention and is the intention of God that man should have remained in blessing should have walked in blessing and should have enjoyed their life in blessing we were not created to be cast out we were not created to be cast down but we were created to live in the fullness of the blessing of god in the fullness of his presence and in, in the fullness of the abundance that comes with being a child of God. We are all blessed by God, chosen by God in Christ Jesus, set apart for himself. Although God knew us before we were formed, you know, our mother's womb, he does not judge us beforehand, but calls us blessed even before we chose which direction to take. In the reading of the word in Psalm chapter 1, the first, the first verse says, Blessed is the man. And it's quite interesting to read because before it speaks of what a man does, it, it, it first identifies a man with a blessing. Blessed is the man. The blessing precedes the action. Before you did, you were blessed. Before you decided, you were blessed. Before you moved, whether to the left or to the right, you were blessed. The intention of God to bless you is made clear before free will takes hold of a person's decision or of a person's mind. Why is a blessing important? Why do I have to be blessed to act? Why should my actions be endorsed by God before they are done? Is it because the blessing sanctions the action beforehand? Is it because the blessing empowers me to act? Is it because the blessing enables me to do what only God can do? Why do I need to be blessed? A blessing of God gives you permission to act with God's backing. It provides divine provision. It provides a right of way. It provides the right to will and to act with God's authority. It takes care of even the smallest detail about your life about your life journey and about everything that the enemy might want to take advantage of 
being blessed is not only a right to do according to God's command, but is an original divine position of where, as a person, you should be and where you should remain as you do God's will concerning your life and family. Also, we have to be we have to remember that we were originally set apart. What does set apart mean? It means that we were originally created in the state of holiness, in the state of being right with God, in the state of acting in God's part, in a state of acting as God's representative, we were set apart as the representatives of God in the world. But what is the importance of being set apart? To be set apart, it means that you have been preserved or made for a certain purpose. You have been preserved and made to act on behalf of the thing that sets you apart. God does not bless what he does not set apart. He does not bless what he has not intention of empowering. He does not bless to forsake. He does not bless whom he does not empower. He does not bless who he doesn't know. When he says, I knew you, it speaks of God paying attention to your life. It speaks about God paying attention to your beginning. It speaks about God paying attention to your life journey. It speaks about God paying attention to the end of your life. It speaks about God paying, God paying attention to eternity in regards to your life. It speaks about God being intentional about where he wants to take you from and where he wants to take you to. It speaks about God who is involved in every detail of your life. When you were yet to be made, he watched and fulfilled everything that concerns you. You are blessed because your existence is not a surprise to God. Your success is not a last-minute solution to your problems to God. Your security is not a spare-of-the-moment act from God. None of God's decisions about your life is impossible because you are not a creation of change but a creation of purpose a creation of will a creation of intent it says let us make men in our own image after our likeness that is in the book of genesis your identity was determined your identity was predetermined when God saw that he could replicate himself in you, 
to be as he is, to speak as he does, to lead as he does, to give life as he does, to rule and assume a place of dominion as he does. His image meant that we do not live lives as malishments, but in thought, in spirit, in heart, and in action, we do as God does. And what does this mean? It means that we watch God first. We remain in the position of a blessing as we watch how God does things. And after we have learned how God does things, then we act after that manner. Remaining in the blessing of God, you remain in the power to be enabled to do as God does. Imitating Him after we have learned from Him. How do you imitate a thing if you have not observed and learned? If you have not practiced? If you have not tested whether the thing works or not? When we imitate God, we don't do and watch after. We watch and pay attention to how God does things in his kingdom then we and we work to replicate the same principle in the earth we are divine beings who lives in a perishable and mortal body hence we have to go through a state of sitting hearing learning understanding practicing and applying those principles and those kingdom methodologies to life. We have to sit, we have to hear, we have to learn, we have to understand, we have to practice before we can actually apply in a real life situation. And he says again, I called you to be When God says, I called you to be, it deals with an identity of a person. We usually hear that we are faced with a midlife crisis. Identity crisis is not from God because your identity was predetermined before you were formed in your mother's womb. God is the one who established who you are and what you are going to be. Your identity should not be a point of concern because that journey and that role has already been set for you. It is not the intention of God for you to spend the most of your youth and adulthood in wonder of what you are created to do. Your very life is not a product of a surprise, but a product 
or an output of intent to have you made and established and not confused and not stuck not filled with void not surrounded by chaos but a product of purpose to bring a change to bring a solution to facilitate a process of transformation your first call is blessed we are a sort and an expression of god's divine excellence our spiritual dna is god's dna we are not foreigners by divine right but as citizens of that very state of excellence as we continue in the book of Psalm chapter 1 it says blessed is the man and it continues to say he is like a tree planted by streams of water a tree planted by the streams of water that yield fruit in season and its leaf does not wither in all he does he prospers this is Psalm chapter 1 verse 3 the Bible says we are like a tree but not just a tree but a particular or particularly a tree planted by the rivers of water and not just one river but surrounded by many rivers and it is the characteristics of this tree that makes it interesting as to what it is has to do with being like likened to a person and why is this tree that is planted by the rivers of many waters being described like a human being the following are the characteristics of that tree one this tree is highly saturated two this tree can withstand flooding three this tree is designed in its design it is thick and it is strong number four its leaves are larger than a normal tree number five their roots go so deep that they are fed by ground rivers and underground streams so not only is this tree feeding from the from the waters around it or from the waters in the rivers around it but the roots goes deep enough to even access underground streams number seven they support life your original state of being is not of place it's not a place of continuous i mean your original state of being is a place of continuous supply both materially and immaterially meaning that you are not just planted next to a river for a single source of food supply responsible for your growth but you are planted beside many rivers meaning that you are planted 
besides many sources of supply that caters to your every need about life. It means that everything that pertains your life, every flow that pertains your life doesn't come from a single source. It comes from multiple sources, meaning that there can never be a time in your journey's life where you can be out of supply to doing God's will or to building your life in doing God's will. This means that when one river dries up, six other rivers still has water to keep feeding. And when those rivers dry up, your roots are deep enough to access underground water tunnels for supply. This speaks of an intimate and deep relationship with God. That when physical things begins to fade away, when physical supply, when physical support, when things that are seen with the naked eye begins to lose their hold and all their supply fades, your relationship with God should be rooted enough to be able to find supply even in the darkest of places in the earth. Your relationship with God should enable you to discern places where there is supply for your moving forward. There should never be a time where you are out of resources for building your life. There should never be a time where you are out of resources to serve God. There should never be a time where you are out of resources to feed your family. There should never be a time where you are out of resources or strength to continue the work. The purpose of the roots many people might think that the roots are just there to sup in the water or drink the water but the roots have many fingers or arms now this means that they are able to discern or penetrate into multiple places to get food or to get water The other important factor is that the tree grows with other trees, meaning that, meaning that it does not grow in isolation. It is surrounded by trees of its own ecological system. They may be different in form, but share the same needs. Thus, they feed each other, even when they are fully developed and the distribution of moisture in the system keeps feeding them even during the worst of seasons. You are not built in isolation. You are not built to be alone, but you are built to make connections and in those connections you are built to grow with those connections. This means that you have to see it, you have to see to it that you keep yourself connected to people of the same purpose, same drive, same zeal, and same view of life. 
and are able to support uh, and are able to be a support structure in that case you don't feel burdened and isolated but you are kept empowered throughout the other important thing about this leaf is that they remain green and not wither meaning that there will never be a time in a year no matter the season that you will not be able to identify them you see when you have bountyness of supply it protects you even in the harshest of even in the harshest of seasons because of you are perpetually fed meaning that even when a person would come and try to identify the tree, they will not struggle to identify it because of the tree does not wither. Although it might not have fruits at that time, but you will be able to identify the tree by its leaves. But what does this say about a child of God? It means that as a child of God, you are not created to lose identity and purpose. As the tree does not wither throughout the year, it does not lose its identity throughout the year. It means as a child of God, it is not your portion to lose your identity and purpose. But rather you grow in purpose no matter the season of your life, in any moment, that there should never be a time where you cannot be identified with being a child of God and there cannot be a time where you cannot be identified with who God created you to be the leaves never wither nor dry up this means that as a child of God you are created to remain relevant you are created to remain in touch you are created to remain impactful you are created to exact to exert the resilience in every aspect of your life this means that you are always connected to your source of supply and as a result you never become empty or your source of supply never becomes empty and you are and as you are fed you are also empowered and enabled to feed others and it is written in all he does he prospers your success is not an event of chance but an end result of a process of being planted, nurtured, supported, empowered, fed, and kept in an environment conducive for that success, meaning that the environment plays a critical role in one's disposition. Again, one would argue that they did not grow in an environment that caters for one to be successful, but that but does. But does that make it an excuse to remain destitute? No. And this is what God says regarding this in the book of Malachi chapter 6 verse 8. He has shown you, O mortal man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. 
God makes provision for everyone to be reached out and exposed to the knowledge that which will set them free. But it is our choices leading to the call of God that eventually determines what happens next. God never leaves people in confusion. God never leaves people in ignorance. But He always makes His intentions known. But it is our deciding that determines what happens next. How many times have you heard the Word of God? We, all, we have all heard it in our early childhood development, in our schools, in our places of work, but have denied God the opportunity to make something of our lives. And we thought of our situation as too late for change. And we forgot that like a tree, if you have roots, you can be planted and repositioned. I mean repositioned for that very success that you deem far from you. Anything that has root can be taken from one place into another and it can be planted there and it can thrive. As long as that environment is conducive and is suitable for that tree to grow in, God knows where to put you in spite of where you grew up from. God knows how to position you. God knows who to connect you with. God knows who will be good for you. God knows which church he needs to plant you in. God knows all these details of your life. And it's a matter of you making a choice if you're going to let him or not. When God repositions you, he places you in a place that will ultimately lead you to knowing who you are. And with that knowledge, the process of reconditioning begins. When God uses people he surrounded you with to help you rebuild your thought process. Because God, the first thing that God will deal with is your thinking. The thinking, how you think about yourself, how you think about others, how you think about your family, how you think about your situation, and how you think about Him. To help rebuild how you see yourself, to help rebuild how you see others and the world, to help lead and guide you in acquiring the knowledge that will aid you in being success successful and impactful. But it is up to you to be intentional about yourself and begin to reshape your mindset so that But it is critical for you to be intentional about yourself. You have to be intentional about your thought process. You have to be intentional about what goes in and comes out of your life. You have to be intentional about the company you keep. You have to be intentional about your thought process. You have to be so intentional 
that the governance of your thinking is ordered by the word of God. So you have to see yourself through the eyes of God. And the only way to see yourself through the eyes of God is through his word. The word of God patches away all the rudiments that has caused the void and chaos brought forth by your hostile environment and social disposition. The word of God is a stronghold. When you take the word of God, you read it and you meditate upon it, it begins to build strongholds, it begins to build dominoes in your mind. And everything that comes and goes from your mind, it is governed by those strongholds that you have said by reading, meditating on the word of God. You have to allow God to set you apart. But what does it mean to be set apart? It means concentrating ourselves to God in the knowledge of God, in His kingdom, acquainting ourselves with the how, the what, and the when of God's kingdom, learning the governance of God. And when you know, or when you are now acquainted with the knowledge of Him, it becomes your place of dominion and rule because you do not rule or rot out of your own will but you enforce the rule of god and that only happens when you abide in him when you are transformed by him when you are translated by him then you have access to that rule and dominion Lastly, it is written in the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32. It says, But the people who know their God shall stand firm and make and take action. You become an agent of change. You do not use flattery to try and influence anything or anyone. When you are an agent of change, you don't have to use cunning words to influence people. But you are empowered by God to be resilient, to be a creature of action, because your actions are informed, your actions are intentional, and your actions are endorsed by God's kingdom. Beloved of God, allow God to plunge you. Allow God to use people around you to build you. Allow God to use people around you to help you with your thought process allow God to use the people around you to help you in your life's journey you are not built in isolation you are not made to be isolated you are not made to be destitute you are made to be part of a community 
you are made to be part of a community that grows to be successful in the community that fears God in the community that loves God believe God trust him with your life depend on him fear him know that he has good intentions about your life and that there is nothing about your life that God does not care about I know there are days where you can seem like everything is just going the opposite direction but I have resolved in my heart that I will believe God no matter what that in me believing God I will sit and dwell in his word I will saturate myself with his word I will empower myself with his word I will speak to myself with his word I will see myself as he sees me it's not going to matter how the world sees me it's not going to matter how the church sees me it's not going to matter how my society sees me but it's going to matter how I see myself through the word of God the Holy Spirit is faithful. The Holy Spirit is reliable. The Holy Spirit is trustworthy. Every time you ask Him to show you, He will show you. Every time you ask Him to direct you, He will direct you. Every time you ask Him to take hold of your hand and walk with you, He will do it. Every time you call for help, He will show up. The Holy Spirit is reliable. The Holy Spirit is written, the Spirit of it is written. He is slow, he, he is closer than a brother. He is a friend that is closer than a brother. It is written again in the book of Psalm 46 that He is our ever present help in terms of trouble. The Holy Spirit is there with you. He is intentional about your life. He is he is resolved in his heart to save you. He is resolved in his heart to make sure that your life becomes successful. Believe me, there will be times and days that says the opposite, but you have to believe the word of God. Life will test you. Situations will test you. Your family will test you. But you have to hold on to the faith. You have to hold on to, to the word of God. You have to allow the word of God to enter your mind and transform you and allow the word of God to move you in places that no one could have. Beloved, beloved of God, you will be successful. You will make it. One building block at a time, you will make it. Identity crisis is not your portion. Loneliness is not your portion. Anxiety is not your portion. Fearfulness about your future is not your portion. The world's affairs and the economies of this world are not the issues that should be concerning you. But at this are the issues that should be inspiring you and encouraging you to dwell in the Word of God, to remain in God, 
and hear what is God's position regarding today's situation. God has empowered you to be successful even in the famine. God has empowered you to be rich and wealthy even in these trying times. God has empowered, has empowered you to be impactful even when it seems like the world is going down to the grave. God has empowered you to bring life. Do not move yourself from God, children of God. God will continue to bless you. God will continue to empower you. God will continue to enable you. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.